Welcome to Sardoob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpike, and joining me as always is Jonathan Astro and AJ. AJ. Yeah. That's sort of getting before you do. <laughs> you <laughs> so, did well. <laughs> so, do you guys have the jungle fever? Sing the song. She's got jungle fever. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. No, but isn't isn't the next line something like, um, she's got black boy fever or something? <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. And then it's like, I've got what is it? Something white girl something. something? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, don't quote us on that. We could look it up, but don't quote us on that. So anyway, firstly, welcome, welcome everybody, <laughs> one and all, uh, to uh, the new flesh uh, sideboob cinema. Uh, apologies, firstly, because we did a poll on Insta, and we asked people what we what we should watch, and there was four four great films, which I'd like to cover at some point. Uh, we had some votes for Poison Ivy and uh, Snapdragon. Uh, so thanks to the people who voted. I'd like to apologise if we have a quick programming change. Uh, I appealed to uh, AJ and Ricky during the week and said, look, we, I think we need to, because I found out that it's Black History Month, okay? So, you know, we, we definitely will be doing Poison Ivy uh, probably after, after this cycle. Uh, so all is not lost. And look... You know, uh, I mean, unless you guys don't care about black people, <laughs> so you can just insta us if that's what you know you deal because we do, and that's why we're doing Black History Month. We're starting with Jungle Fever, uh, from 1993. Have I got that correct? No, isn't it 91? Oh, 1991. Okay, well, anyway, firstly, just a quickly about Black History Month in case people don't know what the hell that is. Basically, this is from, I got this, I think this is, I don't know why this, this is funny, but I got it from Al Jazeera. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe our people our age only I think that's funny because that was a, 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 terror, a terrorist network uh, uh, was how it was sold when we were kids. So anyway, uh, the United States, Canada and Germany observe February as Black History Month. I don't know why Germany's getting on it. That's um, weird. The observance originated in the U.S. to recognize and honor the contributions and achievements of, of the country's black populations and their role in U.S. history. Uh, basically, so annually started in 1926. And, um, oh, yeah. really? It's that old? Yeah, I'm going to keep reading because you, you guys are interested. So anyway, uh, it was conceived by historian Carter G. Woodson, who proposed marking a time to honor African-Americans and raise awareness of black history. Uh, the month of February was chosen to co coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln, the U.S. president who issued the Emancipation, Pro Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, and Frederick Douglass, an African-American uh, orator, social reformer, writer, and abolitionist. In 1976, under President Gerald Ford, Black History Month was officially recognized in the country. So it started in 1926 and then officially recognized in 1976. That's the long game, eh? Playing the long game. Mm. Uh, currently, the White House defines it as both a celebration and a powerful reminder that black history is American history. This month also honors the contribution and legacy of activists, politicians, and civil rights pioneers, including Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, and I don't need to tell you who will probably be added to this list moving forward. Wesley Snipes? Uh, it should be Wesley Snipes, AJ, but it's not. Yes. That was very, very good. Very good. Excellent work. So, anyway, we're going with Jungle Fever, Spike Lee, 1990, 1991. 
Uh, I have to ask first, did you, either of you have a relationship with the film before this? No, I've never seen it. Me neither. In fact, I don't think I've seen many Spike Lee movies. I've seen Boys in the Hood. That's one of his, right? Oh, that is deeply offensive. That's John Singleton. (laughs) 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 Maybe I should be taking notes every February on Black History Month. I think you should. So, (laughs) uh, well, I think maybe we should, you know, we may even, uh, we will definitely, I thought about making it full Spike Lee because, you know what, we'll we'll talk about it at the end maybe, but... um, He's a glorious, glorious artist. And um, so I saw this, you know, in the mid-90s and uh, steadily over the years. And so I've sort of grown with it. And I feel like only now am I ready for it. So I used to watch this when I was much younger. And this film just really meant very little to me. Like it was sort of... (laughs) <laughs> well, in terms of, I just didn't know what the fuck, what the fuck it was even doing. And so I mean? you watched it more than once, then. Well, you know, like um, Spike Lee is an artist worth watching. You know, we can get into that. So he's um, he's got all the things that a great artist has. He's he's audacious and bold and and challenging and infuriating and brilliant. So uh, I certainly would. Uh, he was. What, what, I was. I I really loved Malcolm X. So. I used to love Malcolm X. Just watch that and read the autobiography. Read the, well, I watched the movie over and over again, and so that was probably my favorite. And there's a range of other of, of Spike's movies which um, I great, like Do the Right Thing and 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 whatnot. But um, this movie was always a bit frustrating. And and yeah, I got to say, I don't want to give it away, but I, I've got I've, I've, I'm certainly on board for it now. So maybe just a bit of context. Uh, budget fourteen million which is um, a, the sort of budget they don't do anymore, so, so mid, mid-level mid budget. Yeah, uh, nowadays, isn't it, that it's usually low budget, it's like a couple of million. $30, $30 <laughs> or $500 on your million. Or $500 million, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, shot on my iPhone like that's taped to my dick. Yeah, down the as, street. As a tripod. <laughs> and or um, every Avenger, you know, and, and Tom Holland. And, and, uh, <laughs> So anyway, made forty three point nine million. So that's actually a pretty good, res- uh, I think, good return for some mm. for a, for a, an, a, an an art film. Why are we out here tonight, Flipper? All right, you got to promise me that you're not going to tell anyone. My lips are sealed. Come on, what happened? All right, but you got to swear. I mean, this is like swearing a stack of Bibles, swearing on like a zillion rosary beads. I, I swear on my great grandmother. Okay, we swear. We swear. What? I I cheated on Drew. I'm seeing somebody. You too, Tyra? Who are you seeing? Oh. I thought you were going to drop a bomb. I... And what is he, like, blonde, blue-eyed surfer type? Hey, dude. Right? <laughs> She's white. White! Yeah, you... Hey, well, he's black. If your father ever found out, I don't know. She's Italian. H-bomb. From Vincenthurst. Nuclear megaton bomb. Hey, look, this is the 90s. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? The both of you's got jungle fever. Eventually. 
What a tramp. What a slut. Do you know there's only one thing he could possibly want from her? You're gonna give her a beating? My father did that already. It don't even matter what color she is. My man is gone. <laughs> this summer. Why don't you pull the car over, pal? I mean, I, I don't want any trouble, you know? I promise. Just pull it over. From director Spike Lee. Welcome to the Taj Mahal. Eight wonder of the world. Yeah, the mama wants to know where the TV is. It's right here. Me and Viv smoking the color TV. Jungle Fever. Wesley Snipes. Annabella Shiora. Spike Lee. Ossie Davis. Ruby D. Samuel L. Jackson. Lynette McKee. John Turturro. Frank Vincent. And Anthony Quinn. You got a big problem. You and her. Original songs by Stevie Wonder. Uh, so, if there's no other business, perhaps I'll tell you about this movie. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> All right. So, Flipper Purify. Did you know that was his last name? Terrible. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Flipper Purify. Did they say it in the movie? Yes, I think so. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway. So, I'll, I'll do this the way the New York Times would do it. Flipper Purify, who is black. <laughs> That's the New York Times. He's happily married, a proud father of a daughter and a successful architect in New York City. Flipper's, boss, Flipper's bosses at his, at his architectural firm have rankled him recently, started, uh, starting by foisting a new secretary on him, an Italian-American woman from Bensonhurst called Angie, uh, despite him asking for a person of color for the job. Turns out Angie isn't all that bad and the pair hit it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, by that I mean he sticks his thingy uh, inside her on his desk. Um, the pair begin an affair, uh, hot and heavy. Flipper's friend Cyrus, played by Spike Lee himself, uh, rats him out uh, to his own wife, and Flipper's wife discovers the affair, kicking him out of the house, forcing Flipper to move back in with his very old school parents, uh, Ozzy Davis and uh, Ruby D. Flipper is skipped over for partner at the firm he works for, and so he decides to leave. He and Angie also at the same time decide to take their relationship at the next level. So impressed is Flipper's older brother, Gator. (laughs) (laughs) A man who has uh, tragically fallen victim to the crack epidemic and, quote, likes getting high. (laughs) (laughs) And you forgot to mention, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Played by the incomparable Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) Uh, either the first or the second most highly paid actor in the world. Really? Is that correct? Yes. Is he? Sam Jackson, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. It's, it's big. And he still has to do those bet one, two, three or three, four, five <laughs> fucking ads for online betting. Does he need to do that? He liked that money. He loves it. Mm. So uh, Gator is constantly harassing Flip and his parents for cash money for to feed his habit. So Flipper and Angie uh, both suffer the consequences of their forbidden love affair, with Angie being beaten by her father and kicked out of her family home and also shunned by the entire neighbourhood in Bensonhurst. She also breaks up with her longtime uh, boyfriend, Paulie, played by uh, John Turturro, a frustrated bright spark who who runs the local uh, sort of milk bar, something like that, candy candy store. Mm. Anyway, Flipper's relationship with his daughter also suffers, uh, and it, and it also causes a major <laughs> major rift with his own parents, uh, particularly his Baptist father, who disapproves of the relationship. So one evening, uh, he and Angie are play fighting outside, and the police are called. 
and and threatened to arrest Flipper, saying they got a call uh, about a black man assaulting a white woman. Flipper and Angie, uh, uh, after this incident, have a talk about their future. Basically, he doesn't want kids. He doesn't want to uh, doesn't want to have mixed race children, and this essentially sort of kills their relationship because they have no future. Uh, next up, Gator attempts to rob his own mother and, uh, uh, at her home when his father rolls up and decides to put a stop to it once and for all. He shoots Gator, deeming him to be a lost cause. Uh, finally, Angie returns to her family home, uh, but her, her ex-boyfriend, Paulie, has, has moved on. Uh, Flipper returns to his wife also. Uh, in in some way, but things are not quite the same. He hasn't yet moved back in, and we're not quite sure uh, how that will play out. Finally, while walking down the street, a crack whore appears and says, "Hey, Daddy, I'll suck your big black dick for you." And he holds her tight and screams, "And no!" <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> you know, when I when I saw that, uh, and it ended like that, for some reason, I thought like he had stepped in time like into the future and that was his daughter well that's the you have like um accurately uh got what spike lee um was getting at right okay because then i rewound it and went is that is that right did i that's get that right your and then your instinct was 100 percent right and you were like two dollars she's not going to feed me very well for two bucks that's that's true <laughs> now <laughs> secondly he was her pimp look just before we get into that <laughs> You, you got to suck a lot of dick to to make a proper meal of that. I have to ask. I have to ask because look, t- you know, tonight. I mean, there's going to be we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna get pretty close to the third rail here. Okay, so Joe Rogan has gotten cancelled for from for some <laughs> for some mad shit recently. Now, I, I'm just I have to ask: Is it okay to say the words no. quoted? Big big black dick. Oh. That's all right. You Can didn't you say, say the N word. No, no, no. I wasn't really going. I wasn't putting the N word on the agenda, AJ. Unless you've got something you like to say. No. But um, I just wondered when I was because I was saying it like you know I feel like, hey, daddy, I suck your big black dick for you is like is okay for the next five minutes, but in a few more years they'll look back and they'll say, you know, don't don't say don't talk about the dick like that. To wait and see, won't we? Okay. <laughs> You're very good. Very it's kind of hard with this movie. Yeah, it is. It is. But no, but that doesn't matter though. That's the beauty of that's the beauty of this woke shit. Is that is that it's it doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't care if it's hard. They're like they're like, oh well, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have watched it then. And you go, really? It was very good. And they're like, well. You're cancelled. So well, can matter. you still say that someone has jungle fever, which? Just to clarify, is an attraction born of sexualized racial myths rather than love? Well, no, you can't say it. It's it's like that. That's why, you know, it's a it's a it's a fascinating. Um, well, no, but by, by today's standards, like, it's if you said that, like, it would be the same as saying um, yellow feet or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you know, I know you just laughed. I'm trying to sound <laughs> non. You know, I'm I, I I'm merely a scientist here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have used that term recently. Was like, no, but not at a meeting. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were private. It was private. Was private, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it in the email? Oh, no, no. It wasn't in any official uh, no written face, down no case. form. <laughs> no text messages. So, AJ, what do you think? Jungle, is this term offensive? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you use it on it because it's obviously the film is sort of it's it's a honest portrayal of of well of it and it's there's a sense of irony because you it, there has to be irony attached to it in some way because you've got a wacky song at the beginning that's <laughs> sung by Stevie Wonder. Yeah, by but the way. you can't just rock out that and get me bopping to it. And oh, then I was go, bopping. You're not allowed yeah. to sing it. Oh, that's true. Like, I I enjoyed it. Okay, enjoyed right. it. But maybe you can do it in song. No, but that's the thing. That, that was that thing years a few years ago. Kendrick Lamar got oh, a, right. a fan on stage and got her, and got her. She's a huge fan. Got her to sing, and then she said the M word, and then. That was it for her. Curtains. <laughs> Curtains. I found I find that case so bizarre because why did he bring her up? It's like an ultimate gotcha. Like he brought up a white person just to get him, you know. Well, if you but if yeah, I don't look, I don't know. I don't know what's in his heart and mind. He had to know that she was gonna watch that she was gonna sing it with gusto. Mm. Um anyway. There's plenty in the film that can get us cancelled, so That's let's right. move on to that. Let's not let's not talk about anything, you know. Just don't mention like anything else <laughs> that didn't happen in the movie. All right, okay. So, firstly, can I just say this movie is brimming with legendary performance mm, for sure, like, like legendary. So, well, obviously Wesley Snipes. We'll get into him. Sam Jackson. Like Anthony Quinn, um, Ozzy Davis and Ruby Dee are great. Uh, John and Nicholas Turturro, uh, both of them. My, your man, Michael Imperioli, AJ. Yeah, or basically all of the Sopranos characters. Everyone who's in the Sopranos yeah. well, in the, and in Goodfellas. But I was <laughs> going to call them Scorsese actors. So Debbie yeah. Mazar, <laughs> even young Tommy. So the guy who plays uh, Joe Pesci's uh, younger self in Goodfellas. Yeah, he's he's in he's in there too. Janice, who's um the uh, Ray Liotta's so Henry's girlfriend uh, in Goodfellas, she's in this too. She so Demi actually both of Henry's girlfriends, Debbie Mazar and Janice. Uh, I only know her as Janice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Frank Marino uh, from uh, uh, is that his name from Casino? <laughs> Frank Vincent mm. is his real name, and he's the dad in this. Yeah, uh, Tim Robbins and Brad Dorif. Are also in it just for giggles. Uh, they're the corporate uh, assholes. Yeah, Michael Badaluco, uh, who's the, who's the guy in the who has the five um, what chocolate egg creams or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, he's in. He's great too. Uh, just and bonus people like Queen Latifah, Halle yeah. Halle yeah. Berry. Yeah, <laughs> their first roles too. Halle mm. Berry and Queen Latifah. I wanted to add up like like the the net worth of these people yeah. <laughs> and, and just see this movie has got a lot of you know people who've got a lot of money in it <laughs> mm. yeah. just there you know so anyway i just basically what i'm saying is i've said this before you won't see this caliber of actors uh and performers in one project again anymore that's over with okay so uh they'll all they'd all have their own series uh or they'll all be in series or uh but here they all are, and that's part of the reason this kind of work leaps off the screen and it's better than the shit you watch on Netflix is because, you know, there was a time when all of these great people were in one movie. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They'd yeah. all be spread. They're all spread out now. So mm. that's just um, that's just how it is. Well, Sam Jackson, he, he would take up so much of your budget, you couldn't get any of these other motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> that's, that's true. You know? It is true. I mean, he does go in some garbage. So, like, he did snakes on a plane. That was a while ago, I guess. 
but he probably got paid. Bang. He did, yeah. I, I reckon. I reckon if you called up his agent and said, "My kid's got a birthday on the weekend. I got three grand. Will you come over and just do a bit?" He'd be I don't there. Know. No, I feel like that's Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas Sam Jackson, he was in the Avengers, so he true. gets a lot of. He's probably getting points. You know, whereas Bruce Willis. He's done 11 movies this year and it's it's February. <laughs> Has he really done 11 movies? Well, I'm just guessing. <laughs> he's done a lot. <laughs> he's a teasers, they're called. Uh, he's old, old man movies. So anyway, that's uh, that. I just wanted to say that about those performers. I thought I just thought I was delighted every step of the way by, by these people. Um, Is this movie a bit of a bait and switch? Like you think how? it's going to be a sexy romp? With the and the opening credits are super fun and playful, like with the the street sign. It reminds me of Sesame Street, you know, like the street signs <laughs> and stuff. You know, I mean, come on, I'm from Australia. I don't know anything about America, except for what I see on TV. So, okay. you know, ultimately the film is like a kick in the nuts. You know, mm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> JJ, did you feel that? <laughs> I did. So, did you start going? Oh yeah, this this is like this will be like you know Bridget Jones or something, and then it was just like. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Gator gets shot in the stomach. <laughs> the tongue's darting in and out of the mouth at the start. Yeah, I thought I, <laughs> yeah. I, thought I was coming up for a good that. time. We're coming, we're coming back to that. <laughs> you, you, you thought you were watching an episode of Blacked. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, That's a second reference to that this week. Have you? <laughs> I've seen Astro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Well, popular website. So, um, yes. Anyway, no, no. It, I agree with you. It is, but I think that's the brilliance of it. It is. It uses uh, a, a genre, the romantic drama, that it uses that as a as a foil. And a lot of reviews have sort of, or critiques have identified, or, or either positively or negatively, this the the perceived either sort of imbalance in the movie or its unevenness or or on the other side more positive people have said oh i love how how the the main romantic thread is used as as a as just a a starter you know and mm. then what's more interesting is the neighborhoods and the people around these two yeah, characters for sure. and then but then they slam the, the 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 chemistry of the leads they go annabella skewer and west side have no chemistry and i go oh, well they got enough well it went from zero to 100 very quickly that's true. So I was thinking, okay, we've got another hour and a half. Where yes. where are we yeah. going to go? Well, they did try and uh, space that out by having those kind of montages where where it's you know subsequent weeks or mm. or days at least. You know, when he they're didn't working like late. her at the start. Yeah. So I thought that they'd build that up a little bit. Actually, that montage that you're talking about, which shows us them working late at night and and having different meals and supposedly getting closer, is probably the biggest indicator that Spike Lee's not as invested in their story as he is in the After Effects, which is which is purposeful. Like he's mm. he's he's he said, "Look, I don't really care about you know this love story necessarily." Like, and maybe that's a problem. I don't know. Like, because because. Mm. I'm a, I'm a romantic, so I would go into this story going like you know trying to. You, the idea with a love story is 
the two people uh, want to be together and then you've got a range of obstacles in the way. Mm. And, and then it's like, you know, you, you hold them off, hold them off, hold them off and then the, the dam breaks, you know. And so I'd be too invested in that, whereas he has really focused on everything else. Angie, you can do that stuff in the morning. I mean, you've done enough hard work for today. Oh, it's all right. I like to work. <laughs> you like what? I like to work. Besides, I want my father and brothers to eat McDonald's tonight. <laughs> you want your father and brothers to eat McDonald's? See, when I get home, I usually got to cook for them. And I don't want to. So I figure if I don't go home, they're left to their own... Uh... They're grown men. Why are you cooking for them? Well, yeah, but it's what they expect, because I always do. And I'm... so I just think it's time for them to grow up, you know? Dang it. Dang it. So you're, uh, you're a good cook? I mean, you can cook, huh? Yeah, I can cook. I love to cook. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What? What can you cook? I can cook anything. What, the spaghetti? Yeah, what? I cook spaghetti. L l lasagna? Yeah, lasagna. You like lasagna? I love lasagna. Oh, yeah. I make lasagna for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You're going to make lasagna for me. Yeah, yeah I'll make right. lasagna. Make it at home and I'll bring it in for you for lunch. Why don't I just come over to your family's house and eat it with your family? <laughs> well, you could try. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> it's a joke. It's just... <laughs> just... A joke. I'm joking. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. Shoot, all this talk about food is making me hungry. Yeah. You, uh, are you hungry? Yeah. Well, I think that's more interesting is is societies or, or, or each person's community, their, their reaction to this interracial relationship, you know. I mean, I mm. think that's more interesting than, than just the straight love story you know so do, do you guys buy this criticism that it's sort of uneven or in tone or narrative or or, or uh, imbalanced or unfocused unfocused you mean like it, it there should be more of the love story is that what you're saying yeah well i mean yeah. uh, you, you look at it and you say uh you know that you either need to spend more time with our two leads uh and less time with everyone else yeah because you only got a certain amount of real estate mm. uh, yeah. you, you know you need to maybe i mean poorly could have his own movie, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's so sweet, and 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 him. so could so could Sam Jackson. You know, I feel like the last the drug stuff, yeah. last quarter of the film is just all about Jackson. Mm. The um, drug stuff really used to get on my nerves. Like I was, so, I mean, it, it was a huge problem, but still, I just felt like it just it, it to me it seemed to stick out a little bit. Now I don't I don't mind so much. I was like, oh yeah, why not? You know. Well, <laughs> but wasn't there a huge crack <laughs> epidemic in New York in the nineties, like yeah, no, it was in the huge. late eighties? That's yeah. right. Because <laughs> like, what I mean, what do you think of that scene towards the end where where uh, Wesley Snipes is looking for his brother Gators, played by Samuel Jackson, yeah, it was and he's amazing. got to, he's got to go to this uh, junkie den that they call mm. the Taj Mahal, yes. and it's like. It's like Jabba's Palace or something, you know. It's like everybody. It's it's filthy, and Snipes is like, you know, he's covering his nose because it must stink, and and he's like coughing and dry reaching sometimes. Yeah, and, it stinks. Good. and we saw Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charlie Murphy. <laughs> yes. No. Look, I, I, and it was huge. And Spike has always been. Uh, 
of the minute as well. Like mm. he's not he's not afraid to. I mean, because look at if you look at the stuff he did on the turn of the century, he was there was heaps of nine eleven stuff in there and that. So he's um, you know, he's always moving with the times, and that was that was huge. You know, the first time that 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 uh, a cheap uh, and addictive drug like that had just decimated all those mm. communities. Tragic, you know. Yeah. This ain't a joke. Mama is crying her eyes out over your sorry black ass. Look. I like getting high. Why you think I got a room here at the Taj Mahal? I'm a junkie. Crackhead. Look, but just tell Mama how old his son is a crackhead. Fine, that's it. That's it. We're cutting you off, Gator. Don't come by the good Reverend Doctor's house anymore. Don't ever ask me for shit. If you want to go out like this, be fine. You do it with your crack hole. Crack hole! Crack hole! Eat me, motherfucker! Eat me! So just before we get onto more serious matters, look, it's not about my kinks, all right? <laughs> but I've just got to say, Annabelle Sciorra. Uh, see, because my people, AJ, come from the Highlands, Scotland, okay? <laughs> what this means is that I have a uh, sort of a, a horror of anyone who looks like that, really, whereas... Annabella Scura's got the dark eyebrows, that dark hair. I even want the black hair on the arms, the whole bit. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> I want all that. So I just sort of get that out there. Full disclosure. Yeah, she's hot then. She's hot now. Well, she yeah. was hot in Sopranos. They were they were going, and I hope this is not trivia, but they were going to have, it was slated for Marissa Tomei. It was, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. and, and equally good choice, I reckon. Yeah, they're both naughty too. Like, yeah. you know, they've both got that naughty... Both proper up for it? Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are sexually available. <laughs> Is that what the sense do you get? No, no yeah. I knew that that's what you were, where you were headed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like It's like I mean, Mad Men, you know, when they just can see a woman is, uh, you know, sexually available. <laughs> free, free, free with herself. <laughs> so, yes. Now, there's some villains... I think that 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 there's some straight up villains in this movie. I think I feel like there's two groups of people that don't get uh, the nuance that he gives to all the other characters. First would be the NYPD. Um, so New York's finest. They're on Spike's hit list. They've got that scene where they, uh, you know, almost arrest Flip, which is one of my favorite scenes, and it's devastating. A devastating yeah, it scene. Is. So the cops in that, I was just like, I was like, okay, like, you know, he doesn't, he really does go hard with it. He's always had it in my body because they're in um, uh, Do the Right Thing as well. In they're the, they're the same cops from Do the Right Thing. Are they? They are. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. The same asshole cops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's incredible. So, um, uh, yeah, look, I mean, I don't know enough about uh, New York policing to know to know what the deal is, but um, I'm sure there was a lot of overreach. Anyway, the second group is white corporate America. So, yeah, Tim, um, what's his name? Tim Robbins. Tim and... Robbins and Brad Dorf. It's brilliant getting Brad Dorf because, you know, he's he's Chucky. So he's the voice of, of Chucky. Is he really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so getting him to, you know, whenever you see him in a movie, you go, okay, these people are making a comment. Whenever you get an ultimate horror villain to be <laughs> like, yeah, a corporate like Raider, you go, okay, they, they, Spike's telling us what he thinks about um, white corporate America here. Yeah. Uh, using the, you know, exploitative, cynical, using their fancy arguments to keep uh, 
you know, people have got it down for their mm. own ends, you know. So I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they were pretty pretty shallow characters, like, mm. and I thought they would feature a little bit more going forward. But because I guess he, he quits his job, they're not really there for very long. But don't you think that 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 in a way, like, I'm sure Sp- Spike's got an answer for any, anything, so or whatever. But like, I feel like when you do such good work with all the other characters, like everyone has complexity. You know, from Paulie's dad, who like, there's a lot of people in this movie are either bigoted and or racist, right? Mm. Uh, or violent or whatever. And most of them uh, have human qualities that have nothing to do with that. They're either nice or they've, they've, got, they've got family, they care about their family, they joke, they laugh, they smile, they've got people they love. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, peop- there are uh, complexities with these characters, but I feel like the, 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 the cops and the, um, these corporate guys were a couple of characters that uh, may be a bit thin. Well, you know, the the movie can't go for five hours. You know, it's it's hard to well, fit it all in. That's, no, but okay, that's a good that's a good point. But I would say if I was in the room beforehand, up beforehand, I'd say okay, like you know, you, why shouldn't you flesh out the, the those two guys and get rid of I don't know, fucking Cyrus, the, <laughs> the character you're playing, Spike. Yeah, like why don't you fuck uh, that guy off and, <laughs> and flesh out the two guys yeah. who like where someone works and that is a big deal. Yeah, you know? and the reasons they get rid of him and it sort of pushes him into into Annabelle Skewer's or Angie's arms yeah. a bit more. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. And, and you and you you also you're uncertain as to whether they really are racist assholes. Yes, it's it, it, that's that's ambiguous. You know. Well, they were doing that. Actually, it's very it's very modern. All this stuff is, mm. is very yeah. I thought so because they were saying their their argument was uh, they stepped over his his suggestion. He said, you know, I want an African American or whatever, and they said, you know, oh, we want we want a human. So basically, they were saying all lives matter. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and so that which is still going on today. That that thing, you know. Come on, guys, what is this? Oh, looks like someone needs a chill pill. I thought I asked for an African-American to replace Terry. You requested an Afro-American? African-American. Jerry, you know I did. I put it in writing. I didn't see it. You see it? If you don't like her, you send her back. Yeah, you tell her you didn't like her performance because she was white. What? That's not the point. Flipper, she's been here for five minutes. Give her a chance. This sounds dangerously like reverse discrimination to me. What? Leslie, this is not reverse discrimination. Why is it that I'm the only person of color working in this office anyway? Is that discrimination? Slipper, why should we hire someone solely on the qualification of being an African-American? That's not fair. We hire who we feel is the best human being for the job. What about scenes? What scenes do we love? Oh, um, I love the scene uh, in that... uh, the weird lolly shop or sweet shop that what's his face works at. Paulie. Paulie works at yeah, and uh, they're talking about uh, how how they must have elected a, a black mayor or something of, of New Dinkins. York. Dinkins. Mm. Dinkins, yeah, and and he's talking about did you vote? You know, he's asking them all, did you vote? Did you vote? Come on, they took over sports, baseball, basketball, football, boxing. What do we got left? Hockey. Golf. Golf. Come on, man, they fucking elected Dinkins. Jesus Christ. When does it stop? I don't need this shit from you guys today. All you ever do is complain, man. Complain. 
When Dinkins won, the next day everybody was packing up, leaving New York. And where did you guys go? Around the corner? That's the first thing he does. He appoints that black police commissioner, right? What's his name? Brown, Lee Brown. Downtown Brown. Hey, Vinny, did you vote? No, I didn't vote. I had to fix my car. Patty, did you vote? No, I had to help my moms out, all right? Cliche. Yeah, I voted. You didn't vote. You didn't vote. I didn't vote. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, shit. Frankie <laughs> Bach. Sure, I voted. I voted about six times. I wrote Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> no, I put a stamp on it. I, yeah, I don't know if they got it. Airmail. Yeah. Shit. Fucking flew it in. Sonny, did you vote? I went to PS205 over here. It must have moved. I'm not going to walk around all day. Guys, you guys didn't even register to vote. You never you never voted in your whole life. No, no wonder Giuliani lost. Uh, the button on the scene is that Paulie says that he voted. Yeah. And a poor yeah. filmmaker would have had a, would have had him tell us who he voted for. Mm. A good filmmaker knows that we know that he probably voted for Dinkins. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. which is great. The, the other great scene uh, is the, the war council. Where the the all the black women are talking about <laughs> uh, about flippers infidelity, um, which is a, probably the best the best scene in in the movie really. Uh, she ain't nothing but a low class white trash. She probably didn't even finish high school. Girl, you know uh, that's uh, the truth. Uh, that's what he left me for. See, I always thought flipper was the ideal husband. Girl, you can never tell. They are all. Dogs, I promise you, they're all dogs. Yeah, but Well, I can I just think all of that would have been because this movie was a was a mainstream movie, it's a universal movie, it's mainstream. This is big. I remember it being, you know, at every video store, at posters. Like it was. This was not a small movie. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a blockbuster, but it was. It was big enough so that, like, uh, you know, mainstream people would go and see it. And imagine just a mainstream, like, North American audience going to a movie. And seeing that scene where they talk about these issues again that are all actually still in play, all mm, of those things those yeah. women say can be uh, seen on uh, Kevin Samuels's uh, YouTube channel, for yeah. example. Mm. Yeah. So, explain, explain who that guy is. Well, Kevin Samuels is an image consultant uh, who's who's gone viral in the last year. He's he's you know about fifty two or so, uh, and. You know, he has ignited a lot of debates uh, around sort of um, the idea of high value men and what women want and what men want and dating and all of that. And basically he went viral because of a video that he did called Average at Best. And he he spent a few years talking to men and, you know, trying a lot of, you know, um, oh my God, there's a giant spider in my room. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is it near terrifying. your head? Terrifying. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, it's moving towards me. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep this in. I Why will. I'm keeping so... this in. Why is it gonna be so big? <laughs> Why is it gonna be so big? Is it black? It is very big and it's coming. Why is it gonna to come towards me? <laughs> Is it a 
what are you what doing, you son of a bitch? Seriously. Come like, on, call your wife to to clean it up. Come on. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Just look, why is he going to just come and like directly for my for my setup? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right in front of my goddamn face. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They move so fast. <laughs> well, he does have eight legs. All right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> do, do we need to stop for a second? Hold it. Give me a sec. I'm so keeping this in. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <sighs> awful. This is, aw- this is awful. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I was talking about Kevin Samuels. I'm staring at this goddamn spider. I'm going to move on. So Kevin Samuels, uh, image consultant, and he's he's uh, spent three years talking to, to sort of uh, guys trying to get them to stop being losers and neckbeards and whatever. And then he one day started taking Instagram lives from chicks uh, and then started telling them the truth. And so his most famous video is average at best. And he, t- he gets women to rate themselves out of 10 and says, you know, uh, well, but only if they say they want a man, like a high value man or something, or, or that, you know, they're not interested in, in just an average guy who makes an average money. They say, oh no, I want a guy who makes, you know, $150,000 a year. He's got it in. He goes, okay, all right. You know, what, what rate yourself out of 10 fresh faced out of the shower, no makeup, uh, your own, your natural hair. You can't use seven. And they, and he said, and some chicks are like, I'm an eight. And he goes, all right, eights, Beyonce, nines, Kelly Rowland, and tens, Rihanna. So you're yeah. saying that you and Beyonce. Are... And so anyway, his, his whole deal is basically the, 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 the things to come out of here, the conversations he's gotten started are about what, what women want. And, you know, women, he reckons women have expectations that are too, too high about, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know what, what they want out of a man. Oh, God, this spider's moving. This son of a bitch is just unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable. How big is he? He's big. He's he's big. He's big as your hand. Wow. Oh so my a, god. So it's a huntsman. Yeah. So he won't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about my psyche? <laughs> really hurt that. So anyway, uh, the, 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 the Kevin Samuels has just opened up the conversation about that all these women in, in Jungle People, all the stuff they talk about is, is, is still coming up. It's about yeah, like yeah. You know, interracial dating and black, black women, men leaving uh, uh, black women for white women. Yes. Yeah. You know, about the, uh, all of that stuff. Mm. One of my favorite quotes comes from that scene. Uh, where one of her friends says, ain't no good black man out there, drug addicts, in jail, homos. I did like that. <laughs> well, when she said homos, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, that's something that's, that's what Kevin Samuels gets called. Like 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 a lot of these chicks would ever say, well, a bunch of bad attitudes say that he's gay and stuff. Right. Which is a fascinating thing you know and mm. here it is in, the, yeah. in this movie. and then and then they, they then they you know they slam one of the one of the girls one of the girlfriends in that bunch because she dates guys of different races mm. and uh her quote is you know i'll go i'll go to deep africa and i'll find myself a black as black zulu give me some serious zulu dick in that bush <laughs> you just wanted to say that line i did yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't. There's a lot of confronting dialogue. It really is. <laughs> and that and that scene was actually shot over over two days. Oh wow! And they spent a long time just kind of riffing and trying to create a, a, a natural conversation atmosphere between I don't know how many how many ladies are there five or six women there in the group uh and it does feel really kind of natural like they're you know they're, they're getting fired up and then they then there's humorous bits and they're laughing and because you know, we're we're as a a no good cisgendered wasp like you know us <laughs> like like where would you be able to see you know a group of uh, of black women you know to, to a certain degree of candor discussing these issues on in cinema you know what i mean like like there is an attempt in that scene to 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 give us something something real something interesting and i think they really succeed you, you really go oh wow i hadn't thought about it yet and the way they talk is very different to the way they talk to their husbands and whatever like it's very it's completely different mm. you know yeah. Definitely. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. It's like fly on the wall stuff, you know. Yeah. Delicious. So I've got a couple of points that, that maybe can open it up a little bit. You know, I think the first thing that, that struck me about this movie, I already touched upon it a little bit, was that, you know, Spike Lee is not just an important artist. He's, as I say, he's bold, challenging. This is beautiful art, you know, stylish. Uh, it's got whip pans, crane shots, bold lighting. This Mike's also got like a sense of cinema history. So this is like a celebration of cinema. And that's what separates it from a lot of these leftist intersectional idiots who make movies now and whatever. Uh, Spike loves like big old movies. So we've got a big score. We've got, you know, it's very unsubtle. <laughs> uh, that's it's, you know, there's references to Douglas Sirk and, you know, Del Delbert Mann and all sorts of, you know, uh, stuff in there. Um Basically, he loves movies. He's film literate, and this movie is made for adults. You know, so there's a scene in the in the candy store where the, where you see comic books uh, on sale in the shop because kids read comic books and adults go to see Jungle Fever. Mm -hmm. Okay, and there's like like that's the difference. I looked at those comic books and I was like, oh wow, that would be what that they would force Spike Lee to make now some comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, you know? so. Uh, discussion movies are dead pretty much. So most movies today are conversation killers. So like it goes like this. Have you seen the Avengers? Yeah. Conversation over. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes, what about Spider-Man? Yeah. They're right. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Whereas Spike Lee made movies we were meant to argue about. You know what I mean? To provoke <laughs> us into spirited discussion and debate. Oh, hang on. Don't you get spirited discussions about like which Marvel universe you like the most? Like Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, you know, uh, if you're six. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is, you know, like all the stuff you could prov be provoked into spirited discussion and debate about. Drugs in the inner city, police overreach, police bias, interracial dating in a post-MLK globalist world black fatherhood you know we're meant to leave with questions should mm. flip have left his wife should she have taken him back should we have should he have tried to build a life with angie do the cops really just pull their guns out like that and approach people did paulie and the girl work out did paulie continue to hang out with his friends you know what did flip do after gator's death 
you know, and his mm. father's incarceration probably, you yeah, know. Yeah. Why did he grab a random hooker and hug her and scream, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So these are all great questions. And, you know, thematics, you know, like like you should walk around, we should ask the question, is there still a taboo around interracial relationships? Yeah, well, that's, you know? that was my question for you guys. Like, because this film is 31 years old now mm. and do you think that, the general populace in America, and I'm sure there's still people that have pretty, you know, hardcore racist views out there, but I'm sure they're- Speak for yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're dwindling in numbers, I'm sure. But do you think the general populace in America still have these sorts of attitudes towards interracial relationships? Because cause I kind of feel like we're almost there, you know, like people starting to treat race like, like they treat hair colour, you know, just as a trivial difference. But- then critical race theory and intersectionality and Black Lives Matter and it kind of swept all that away, you know, because, you know, the US did elect a black president twice, you know. Um, do you think it's the same? Has, has it changed? Has it got better? Well, uh, look, I like to quote uh, the great poets and there was a man who said, you know, because we ain't ready to see a black president, okay, the great Tupac Shakur, and it happened. So... Mm. That proves that Tupac said, like, one thing. He said that currently we, we, we would never elect a black man into the the Oval Office, and that was proved wrong twice. Mm. First time you could say it was a fluke. Second time you'd have to say it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I know that, you know, I don't hang all my hopes on Obama changing everything, but, but I feel like there has been a, a, a lot of, change however we i think that there is a taboo still there but it's not quite the same mm. there's something there yeah but i don't think it was it is as like when he was when he said you were curious about black i was curious about white that's i don't feel like it's like that yeah yeah i don't think it was like that either because i don't no. think they got i don't think they got together because she had jungle fever and no. he and he was fascinated by the idea that's what of Spike, white. Well, that's a problem because that's what Spike has said. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that holds true, really. No. So the song's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, the, no. The thing is, I think everyone, uh, everyone around them thinks that that that's what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, like his wife and uh, Flipper's wife and 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 his wife's friends. They think. That he's just, you know, going after the ideal of white female beauty, and uh, yeah, I guess all of Angie's family and and Paulie think that she's got jungle fever. But I don't know. I, I don't. I, it just it didn't read that way to me. You know. I think it's just a cop out. It makes it a bit too easy. Yeah. If that's the only reason, then of course, who gives a fuck if you're not together or not? Mm. Yeah. Because you just wanted to fuck a black dude. Yeah. Well, I think I think if that was the case, like they should have made her, like just completely enamored with him from the beginning. Well, both of yeah, like both of them. Does it come back to when he's talking to his daughter about oatmeal and he's sick of eating oatmeal? Yes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so his wife's the oatmeal. Yeah. And uh, Angie is, I don't know, what? French toast. <laughs> French toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who also doesn't buy it? Roger Ebert. 
Oh. Although he, he does give this film a very good review. So wow. he loves Spike. Yeah. He likes it. But, uh, but Astro, you mentioned the music a little while ago. Uh, it's such an ambitious score, don't you think? Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's got a great mix of underscore, but then songs as well written specifically for the film by Stevie Wonder. Um, I mean, shit, you got like a big string section with the Harlem Boys Choir singing. Um, it's, it's epic at some, at some points. And then, and strange at other points, like you've got um, this really ominous string music that sounds a little bit like there's a, there's a Kachaturian piece that um, is used in 2001 A Space Odyssey, like when, when the uh, Hal, uh, no, not Hal, Dave, is like training in the oh yes he's in the ship and he's running and it's just got this kind of weird uh slightly atonal music it's you've got that sort of underscore over some of the scenes where angie and and flipper get get close which is kind of interesting and and weird um and then he also does this thing where like in the scene where angie gets beaten up like she just walks in and he basically just punches her in the face and it's just on because he's mm. found out she's, you know, involved with the black guy. And the music that's playing underneath it is um, is a Stevie Wonder piece called These Three Words. Uh, and it's kind of like this upbeat love song. I th- and I think some of the lyrics are like about loving your parents and stuff. So it's like that's that's like really jarring because you've got because you could go the other way you could score it with 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 violent music or really uh dramatic music but you've got sort of this pop song that's sort of sailing along the king the king of this is one of well i'd have to say it's one of spike's heroes he has to be and that's Munce scorsese so Munce scorsese is the king of of, uh the ironic pop song oh well we'd have to say he borrowed it from kenneth anger yeah sure so kenneth anger started doing it in um his uh you know, his shorts, you know, it'd be those like leather clad bikers and he'd have a rock and roll music over it. And, and then in, in Scorsese's movies, Mean Streets and whatever, you know, we get consistently whenever you hear that, that, that sort of dreamy fifties music or whatever, you're like, Oh shit. (laughs) Something happened. And that's so I guess to get that in this, in here too. Yeah. But it's almost like this, uh, uh, this idea of indifference, you know, it's like the, the, the music is not, is not bending to what's happening on the screen, you know, and in a way it's like, it's almost like the community, like, you know, I mean, no one called the cops to say that some some chick was getting beaten up, you know. No. Well, the, I just think the score is, is quite remarkable because, you know, what we get now is so samey, you know, like all scores are pretty much the same. And Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, and they have been for a very long time. So anytime someone is so bold and they say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna score this, not like anything that's out there. I think mm. that's great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was cool. Almost a 1950s score or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also, it's interesting with with Stevie Wonder stuff. Like sometimes the lyrics are kind of uh, commenting on what's happening in the film as well. And then there's also this interesting thing where his two songs sort of musically reflect the two stories within the film. Like you got Jungle Fever that begins, which is sort of boisterous and unapologetic and crazy and boppy and fun. Um, but then it ends with like one of his most hopeless songs, like uh, Living for the City. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of bookends the film in that way, you know, and it, and it plays like over that whole scene where. Wesley Snipes goes to the Taj Mahal to find his brother. 
it's uh, is full on. Well, um, I need to pick me up because this spider is stalking me <laughs> around this room. He's literally gone around the entire room. He's gone right, right behind me. So every now and then, got to keep a little, little look on him. Line have you ever seen that movie Arachnophobia? I have, and that's why. You know, I didn't think I was always so. I'm, I'm not into spiders. Like you know, I don't, I don't, I don't kill anything. Like so, I'm not, you know, not that guy. But um, yes, arachnophobia scared the daylights out of me. So I think that's what it is. You know, I don't want to go be put in. You know, the scene at the beginning, the guy gets put in the coffin, and the spider gets in there and like sucks him dry. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right, so uh, AJ, it's keeper or creeper. So. Um, First up, look, I, I think there's some good candidates tonight. You know, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I don't really know where to start. So I think maybe we'll go obvious. So we'll say Wesley Snipes as uh, Flipper Purify, 175 centimeters, <laughs> successful. Okay. So architect doing all right. Snappy dresser. Yeah. Uh, amazing threads. Yeah. It's built too. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that yeah. you're into that. Um, yeah. uh, what was that? Yeah, yeah. I'm drooling. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. drooling. Right. Dedicated father. Do, do you have measurements of his inside leg? No, <laughs> no. Look, I don't have much to add really, except he does do little lizard tongue flicks during yeah. sex. So I don't know if that's <laughs> your jam or. But anyway, so you know, that's what I've got for for flipper. Yeah, Dear keeper. So... Flipper. Look, I would fuck. I would have fucked him once. I I don't know if I would have continued on the the affair, but I definitely got to shag that guy once. He's right. hot as. So, do you think, in general, generally speaking, that Wesley Snipes is a sexy man? Yeah. Right. I think he yeah. just do. Yeah. <laughs> Your suspicions have been confirmed. He's strikingly attractive. He is. Like his face is like he's he's got you know something about his face like is is chiseled. Yeah. And soft. Yeah. Um and just that just that physique but also a bit of a rascal. Yes, yes. He does that laugh. Mm. You know that that old demolition man laugh in yeah. one of the scenes and I was like, "Oh, yes." I yeah, I dig it. Okay, but all right. at, the, at the same time, like, and that's why it's interesting. And I don't think that necessarily we as white people get it. But even when she is looking at him, he's he is beautiful. Why wouldn't you be looking at him? Yes. Like, and then, but that whole other layer of being black. Well, maybe it hurts that he's <laughs> he's attracted because because he goes like you know you know, oh, white people look at my skin and they say this and that and I go um. You're Wesley Snipes, man. Yeah, you're hot. Like you are. You're not a normal. You're, well, you're, you're just not an average guy. No. You're, you're a you're a next level guy. So what am I going to not look at you? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keeper yeah. or creeper? Keeper. 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 Flipper. Yeah. Purify is another keeper. Does that mean I'm a homewrecker? Yeah. Well, a you little know, bit. A little bit, because you know you got to take the whole the whole deal. But I love that the lust got got you that you're willing to smash up his home. And... <laughs> I, that's what, that's why what I said just maybe once. Uh, I think it's just well, once on the desk. Yeah. Taste that jungle fever once. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so next up, 
Uh, on the flip side, John Turturro as Paulie Carbone, 184 centimetres, so a little taller. Ooh. Uh, shop attendant. He's also, I'm presumably, a future owner. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so he's got prospects, I think. <laughs> Literate and ambitious, I'd say. He's thinking of improving his lot by going to college, but, you know, I don't know. He uh, looks after his father, so that's nice. Yeah, it is. He's got some interesting friends. Um, sure, they they literally beat each other up over race race issues, but you know, doesn't everybody? <laughs> um, and well, you, you could say that they loiter. They we do. don't have to call them yes. friends. <laughs> I I have no idea what they're doing, hanging out in that shop all day. Yeah, what even is know. that shop? I think there's a. I don't know. It's a well. I've read different descriptions: milk bar, candy store, you know, soda, soda fountain. But it's like he's. It's also a news agency. He does lotto. Mm. He sells papers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so uh, anyway, he also likes a good cardigan. So he does. He was <laughs> rocking them. I don't know if you like that. That's very different. You know, it is. What, what do you think of the mushroom haircut? I really like him. Yeah, but, <laughs> okay, yes, that's nice. But you do have to ad- understand that he is a punk bitch. He is, he is a little bit of a punk. Like you can't just like because because Flipper is the man. Like he's you know making assertive moves. That's true. But, but doesn't he doesn't he kind of stand up for himself when he, he still goes on that date even though he's had the shit beaten out of him? Like he does. Yeah. That is, that is that is triumphant. But he does weep on the toilet. I know. And my heart was broken for him. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. So that's uh, Paulie Carbone. Uh, oh. uh, if he was played by someone else, okay, he might be a creeper. I think he's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what oh, a sexy I never movie. thought we'd have two keepers in that's the one. That's right. This movie, this movie delivered. It did. So if it was if it was played by who could it be at that time? So I'm John thinking, Candy. No. No. He's <laughs> <What? laughs> already be dead. <laughs> anyway, he was. Just, just pick someone equivalent. Like that's John Turturro. Is. Someone like because he'd have to be like 30s or you know 40 or something at the time, mm. or whatever. So I don't know. Like if it was Sean Penn or something. Oh. But he's, he's more of a bad boy. Oh, no. So we yeah, like don't... It. It's made it sexier. <laughs> That's right. Okay, no, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Ray, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ray Liotta. I probably, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to bone Ray Liotta. Mr. Gross. <laughs> okay, all right, good. So finally, uh, this is the wild card. So Samuel L. Jackson as Gator Purifier. <laughs> now, just hold, hold your horses, okay? 189 centimeters, so a little he's the tallest. Right. <laughs> uh, so he's hit on hard times, to be honest, but he's making it work, I think. Um, currently in a relationship with a crackhead who he will actually go on to have a net worth of $90 million. So <laughs> I think uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Mm. Um, I, I, and on Kevin Samuels' uh, you know, sort of out of 10, I think Halle Berry's you know, in the upper percentile. So Gator's got, um, you know, he's got her, got her on sort of on on a low ebb, but still I think it's an indicator of. <laughs> How old is she? Value. 20s. I How think. old? Oh, no, 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 now. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Quick maths. 50? 50. 50 something. Mm-hmm. She's got a six pack at 50. 
Yeah, but she's caught. She isn't she complaining about palimony? <laughs> oh, like, really? Ali, oh, Ali Berry. Uh, what's 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 was she married? I don't know. Married. So she's fifty-five. Hold it. It's fifty-five. Um, who's married? Is she married to? Uh, Gabriel Aubrey, 2005, 2010. Van Hunt. Oh, it's new. Oh. She's newly married. Twenty twenty. Mm, so you go. Anyway, I think she's she's had all sorts of issues. Um, so uh, that, anyway, back to Gator. Look, he's not all about the money. So I don't get lost on that. Um, he's not about the money, except when he when he is. <laughs> because as Gator says, w- w- would you rather I go out and rob some elderly person? I do it. I do it. You know, I do it because I like getting high. <laughs> I'm a c- c- Correct. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah, I, <laughs> what happened to the color TV? Mama, I smoked the color TV. <laughs> yeah. So he's got all the best lines. That's true. Let me hold some change. I like that when you're asking someone for money. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Says, <laughs> he says, I'll I'll uh I'll pray to I'll pray to God. No, no, I swear them. before God and four more white people, this is the last time. Incredible, <laughs> incredible stuff, you know. So he's got all the best lines, but I think he's a real peach. Um, he's a good dancer, yeah. He's good, he is a good dancer, he's fun, he's fun, and he's uh, he's uh, I am quite happy go lucky, he really is, you know. So, anyway, hmm. keeper or creeper, yeah. I'm gonna say creeper. Oh, okay. Well, I should have told you. <laughs> unfortunately, there's a third option. It's keeper, creeper, or racist. Oh, and that there was a trick. <laughs> so you proved yourself to be. Oh, oh. we'll just move on. So, <laughs> come on, you could do me this one solid. What? Would you rather I go out and rob some elderly person, steal? Either way, I'm gonna get high. I really hate having to resort to knocking elderly people in the head for their money. But I'll do it. I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know I'll do it. I like getting high. Uh, I'm a crackhead. I like to get I think I love Gator. I think one of the greatest characters ever. And, um, you know, I've been saying I like getting high for years. Like, I just, <laughs> like, just it's it's one of the great lines. And his other line, which I, I say all the time as well, is uh, she was see, she was slamming, boom, pow, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic stuff. Uh, I feel like Samuel Jackson. Everything he's done after Pulp Fiction is kind of the same, like the same guy, the same mm-hmm. Pulp Fictiony guy. Whereas this, this is really different. You know, yeah, this is him really going deep like on Al something. Pacino. Yeah, like, sort of. You know, they reach a point where, if, fuck um, it, who cares? Yeah, Payday. Yeah, that's right. They're just like bet three six five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Snakes on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Say the line. Say the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Before we move on to trivia and uh, and some reviews here, Paulie he he ends up pursuing that that customer, that regular customer that comes in, that black chick. Yep. Does he have jungle fever? Well, I don't know. Because um, I think it would have been interesting to have like 
Flipper and Angie being Jungle Fever, but then Paulie and this other chick like not be Jungle Fever. Well, you know what I mean? they they did mm. seem to be. Actually, that that thread does what uh, a good subplot's meant to do, and that is meant it's meant to uh, complement or comment on the main main thread. Mm. And so, it seemed. Did did a part of you not watch that thread and say, "I wish that was the movie." Do you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, like, for for the, for the romance, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like if that's mm. what if that's what we're in it for, which I I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Like like because you know why not? Uh, and if that's the point, then that is the thread. But here, it's quite deftly given to us because the thing is, you, you, if you had, um, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson says this about Boogie Nights. You know, that at the end, he has this really sweet ending uh, scene for Boogie Nights, and people have sort of criticised him for that. And he said, you know what? Um, you know, I really punished people for a long time in this movie and I just got to give them something, you know, like, like, mm. and, and I feel like this thread with Paulie is that something, but in terms of your question, does he have jungle fever? I, I get the sense that, 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 that it's not because um, they have shared interests, mm. you know, like they talk about um, like he's interested in, in, you know, reading and whatever and, and, and bettering himself in, in some way. Like and this, there was something very comfortable about the way he he when he came into her apartment. I was like, you get the sense that oh, they're going to get married. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like like he'd crossed the the the, the barrier, forgotten past his friends, and uh, something about you know them together. I was like, oh wow, like they seem like they're already together. Mm. You know, he was confident. He was completely changed. Yeah. So just talking it through, I, I think it's it was genuine. I don't think it's genuine. What do you think, JJ? You, no, definitely. <laughs> well, I was hoping <laughs> that it wasn't like payback. So you mean payback for uh, for, for her his, leaving? Yeah, yeah. The spider jumped. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> I'm picturing like thi- things hand, you know, from Adam's family. <laughs> like... oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh, it's so big. Are you going to splat something that big? Gross. <laughs> really dead now. Fuck. See, that's why I'd rather spray him because he curls up into a neat ball. Oh, yeah. And then you can get, you, get your wife to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where were we? That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I don't remember what <laughs> All right. Do you want some trivia? Yes. Okay, so in an interview with Esquire, Jackson explains that he was uh, able to effectively play the crack addict Gator because he'd just gotten out of rehab for his own crack addiction. Um, And because of his personal experience with the drug, Jackson was able to help Lee make Gator's character seem more realistic by helping establish Gator's antics and visibility in the film. So I guess that's interesting. Yeah. When I read that, I was like, he's kind of playing himself, you know. He's drug addict in real life or was drug addict here. He'll basically go in any any movie for money. He's obsessed with getting money to score in this film. Mm. So, you know, it's like the character he was born to play, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to Bill Lee, which is Spike Lee's father, uh, the film is, is a result of Spike's anger at his father for marrying a white woman shortly after Spike's mother died. Oh. So what do you think of that? Delicious. Mm. Uh, you'll love this one, John. Halle Berry refused to bathe for two weeks in preparation for her role 
as a crack addict. Wonderful stuff. Delicious. Yeah. I reckon she should have gone a month. Oh. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks is nothing. Come on. Oh, two weeks is pretty fucking festy. <laughs> no, but like, you know, I mean, you know, any, any you, you sh- it only takes two days. <laughs> well, you know, what, what's his face from Wolf Creek? <laughs> Mick from Wolf Creek. He, he didn't bathe. Like, he didn't wash for a month. Oh. <laughs> in preparation for that for that film oh okay all right this is very disgusting so yep. um yep. yeah no well that's surprising a surprising bit and, and actually uh i think a good indicator of of perhaps her her you know professionalism and and where she was headed because she's you know she's she's got it like there like there, there's a, there's something she's got it i don't know what it is but she's got it all right let's have some reviews here so roger ebert uh, he gave it 3.5 out of 4, and uh, he wrote, Jungle Fever contains two sequences, The Girl Talk and The Crack House Visit uh, of Amazing Power. It contains humor and insight and canny psychology, strong performances, and the fearless discussion of things both races would rather not face. Uh, he goes on to say, but Lee seems uh, least certain when it comes to the intricacies of the heart. The one area where it's least certain is uh, is the Jungle Fever itself. Uh, which Lee uh, uses as his starting point and then leaves behind as quickly as possible. So he wasn't convinced of the uh, jungle fever. Mm. Um, yeah. People so, come down, right? so the next one I have here, uh, you sent me, John, mm. and it's an Ira Madison Third. That's the guy who's reviewed it back in 2016 for MTV News. And he he's a bit woke, this guy. I think he's a little bit before his time. No, you know? it's, it's the most 2016 review ever. It is, but I feel like, you know, he's getting in early because it's not quite like 2020 where everyone broke their fucking brain. But he's uh, he compares the the sort of the interracial dating in 1991 with dating the dating app world of 2016, hmm. which is, I don't know quite why he's doing that. Uh, so I'm going to read these two paragraphs here. Uh, on dating apps, you can set up preferences based on age, sexual position. I think he means sexual um, orientation, not sexual position. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously a typo or maybe not. I don't know. And most importantly, race. While some black men feel the need to defend their choice to date white women, despite the fact that literally no one gives a fuck, we're now at least able to have open conversations about interracial dating. Having sexual preferences is certainly fine. It's great. We're all snowflakes, etc. But it's when you start to generalize all black women as anti-white or when colorism affects your preferences for lighter skinned women over darker skinned ones, that interracial dating becomes harder to navigate. It's why specifically stating that you don't date black people is also racist. But with apps, it's much easier to be casually racist or fall prey to colorism. No one sees who you you do or don't swipe on your phone. Uh, at the very least, the jungle fever of today would be f- uh, forced to address the ways that forbidden sexual relationships uh, due to racial prejudices have uh, villainously crept into our society. The issues at the heart of this film aren't talked about openly anymore. When you're able to uh, insidiously categorize love interests by race, you can avoid having to address any of the social reasons that force you to do so. If jungle fever succeeds at anything, it's bringing those issues to the forefront and creating a conversation. Unfortunately, because there's never any kind of conclusion, the conversation feels uh, more like eavesdropping. Can this guy just fuck off? 
<laughs> like, I mean, is that the point of movies? To 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 find out um, what Spike Lee definitively thinks about an issue? Is that yeah yeah? And and whether it's right or wrong? Mm. Because that, isn't this the same fucking guy who says yeah? Uh, or maybe he, he he said some shit here. He he said that um uh there were some decent attempts at real conversations about colorism and interracial dating among black women and Italian men. But it all feels sort of like sifting through Twitter arguments. Lee's main problem, as with Chirac, this is another film that he did, is that the subtext rapidly becomes the text. Everything in the film is spelled out for you, but no point is ever reached. Does Spike Lee think interracial romance is wrong? Does he think we should just ignore it? Who knows? Not even Spike Lee, it seems. Or maybe um, <laughs> movies aren't about right or wrong, you yeah, fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> fucking well, he's idiot. totally bought into that idea that, that uh, movies and art uh, should be telling you what's morally right. You know? I hope Spider Man does the morally right thing. <laughs> oh, do you, do you know what? Do you know who I think is really wrong? The Green Goblin. <laughs> he's really wrong. You know, he's so wrong. I I don't like it. I like the right characters. Aunt May's pretty right. She's right. You know? What a fucking stupid way to talk about movies. Like mm. it should be confusing. It should yeah. be a mess. And well, movies like this you think about for, for a long time afterwards. But this guy, no, this guy wants it in a bow. He wants it all in a mm. bow. And you go, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Seen that. Yeah. Like these issues are, though. That's how the wokesters talk about these issues. Like they are tied neatly in a bow. That's the problem, is that yeah. there is no nuance. Well, do I, do you know what? I miss this kind of anti racist filmmaking. In today's you know world because this is the difference is this movie is art first mm. and message second okay that's what get, see this this fucking reviewer has spent all that time talking about all the issues and it's like yeah okay now what did you think of the filmmaking what did you think of the cinema what did you think mm. of the fact that it was a big you know movie with a sense of cinematic history oh it's because is it because you don't know any of that well that might be the case so intersectionality and all this crap that this woke stuff is anti-art by its very nature doesn't allow for the possibility of redemption uh, or or a sophisticated view of the human condition so for example uh like you know in hunter case the piano piano teacher we have this like character who's like totally abhorrent you know and you end up liking her well the idea that a racist can be likable in the do the right thing sal and do the right thing or something you know what i mean uh this film seems very edgy despite its age, I think. And uh, so mainly I just feel like, you know, these sorts of reviews really piss me off this woke stuff because as we've gone on since the beginning of this whole, this podcast, I'm sick to death of these people controlling the conversation about, about art and movies. They don't like this stuff. They only watch comedy shows so they can write a hateful review on The Guardian about yeah. it. They don't, they, they're like, oh, I, you know, this, this, this comedian is out of touch and such a bigot. And you go, yeah, it's a comedian. Did you, do you like comedy? And they're like, well, I had to review it, didn't I? And you go, <laughs> did you? Or, or like this, like this. They're like, well, anyway, this film didn't solve racism. And you go, what is, do you understand what art is? What the point of it is? What a story is? What cinema is? Do you, do you get any of this like at all? Or you just feel with just, with, with woke hatred, you know? Mm. Don't answer that, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cause Tyler Perry movies are 
more wrapped in a bow. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I've never seen any, but he really. Well, people seem to. Have you seen any? Or yeah. Are they? But people seem to hassle them a bit. What's the deal with them? There's a oh, lot of them. Yeah, there's heaps. They're straightforward, are they? Yeah, straightforward. Like, um, I think one that I watched about infidelity, they ended up getting AIDS. <laughs> uh, take that so yeah so, there's a bow on that whereas people have been arguing about do the right thing and well probably and jungle people forever people have been arguing about to do the right thing, thing since the moment it came out what mm. you want is you want a movie that gets the fucking the, the khan reviewers themselves arguing and then you know then everyone else, like we've been saying, did what Mookie did, uh, you know, what Mookie did in in do the right thing, you know, was that the right thing to do, you know, or like, you know, was Sal a, a no good racist, or or in this, like, I don't know, all those questions I said earlier, like, the I I am obsessed now with these imperfections in this movie. I love how bold it is, and I love how, you know, sometimes it's it's got it got you almost to the point where you're like, you know, someone's says a line and you go is that a bad line or is it brilliant mm. <laughs> no yeah you know or is it like it's it's just glorious art and and what god damn it can we just keep working at getting wrenching the conch off these fucking idiots these losers mm. who are just content to to turn all of our art into um you know corporate nonsense so maybe you know what it is i'm g'd up not just because of the spider that tried to kill me aj uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm g'd up because i just found out they took a hundred episodes uh, of joe rogan off air yes i heard that yeah i know this is for the other show really however th- the point is still the same that is the world that these people that the people these people want you to live in they want you to live in a world where you can't hear any of the any of the flaws or imperfections or, or miss, you know, uh, mistakes or whatever are out there. They want it buffed, and and clean and boring and antiseptic and. But 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 don't they have such a low opinion of the average person? You know, they they believe that you listen to one Joe Rogan podcast that he does with a guy who's critical of say vaccines or whatever. And that that you would just blindly go right. I'm an anti-vaxxer now, or that you hear Joe Rogan say say the N word from an episode that's like fucking ten years ago, and then you'll go, oh, Joe Rogan says the N word, so I'm going to start using it. You know, I mean, they just have such a yeah. such a low <laughs> just a low opinion of people. You know? Yeah. Well, no, but this is a this is a hallmark of extreme left politics. What what's behind? extreme politics is the idea that the world should be run by a bunch of technocrats these experts who have no respect for normal people and anything they like which is maybe why these people don't like movies and stuff because as i've said before uh movies the moving image is not the theater you know it's it is a blue collar medium and there's nothing wrong with that because you know normal people keep the world uh moving and maybe the world's more about maybe the life is more about those people than yeah, like alvin purple yeah <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right so anyway to, 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 to put a bow on all that i just feel like yeah you know again these people are such hateful i was just shocked by that they they, they, they you know that I, I feel like this is the sort of movie that that 
that the 2016 reviewer is probably now trying to edit this movie. You know, he's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, you can, you know, now we'll, we'll put it on HBO Max. We'll, we'll put a trigger warning before it and say, you know, it's offensive. Like, like the title's offensive and everything. And like, you know, it's offensive to LGBT people. They say the word homo. And then I will also edit it out, edit out the stuff we don't like, you know, and it's just like Maybe that, deleted. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens though. And you just go and you just go, wait, who put you in charge? Like, you know, so what we need to do is the problem is, you know, I'm not going to go on a big tangent and wrap it up, but the, the problem is that, that the tech companies, they control these, well, all the streamers and everything. If it's not on streaming, it doesn't exist. So Jungle Fever, you you can't even easily see it, really. I mean, I think it, it might be on um, Apple, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe is it? I don't think it's freely available. I don't think a lot of great stuff is is freely available. Yeah. So no, I'm just gonna search. It's not. No. So um, you used to buy it on Blu-ray or something. That's a problem, though. That's a problem. No one's yeah. got uh, yeah. you know Blu-ray players anymore. Yeah. So, well, that is a problem. It's it's a problem with digitization in general. Like, as soon as the medium changes, you've got to somehow, you know, you've got to get everything from records onto CDs, and you know, not not everything made that switch, and then you've got to get everything from CDs out onto streaming. There's you know? no way, you know, you used to be able to have a physical thing, and I'd say, oh, you got to watch this movie. Here it is. Mm. You yeah, know? you could give it to someone. Yeah. So, you know, now I can't even recommend this movie. I'm like, go and see Jungle Fever, and they're like, well, how am I going to see it? Is it on yeah. new, is it on Netflix? And you go, no, it should be. And you go, if it was, I tell you, all the good stuff in it wouldn't be in it. Oh, why? Why? Well, because Netflix is, you know, for better or worse, is a big creepy company that, you know, has a lot of rules and they don't they don't pay a lot of money to make to for people to make movies. So it would be wouldn't be made 40 million. It would be wouldn't have all those people in it. And they take off out all the controversial stuff, you know. Mm. I think they would anyway. Mm. I just don't think it would. The, the, the thing about the cinema, it's independent and it was like people making stuff, putting it on a screen and showing it to you. That's, that's what we need. We need something like that because, you know, anyway, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We should wrap it up. Anything, anything else? Oh, the Me Too media is a bit scant tonight uh, because I, I feel like there wasn't a lot. I look, there was a bit of race, uh, you know, race talk with the piggery, like Paulie's friends engaged in sort of some hateful, you know, uh, stuff about the girl who comes in. I think maybe the most alarming thing is probably the grooming going on of the child. It seems to be can't they? Yeah, can't that's stop, weird. Can't yeah. stop talking about. To, to the kid weird. about nailing like yeah. mommy and daddy having sex like yeah it's mm, it's springtime baby much. we're making love too much, too much. <laughs> and what just when you, next you're gonna start talking about lizard tongues and yeah that's yeah right. well there's that there's also that scene in the uh in the candy store where uh the guy's like uh, when, when the, the, the black customer leaves, he's like, oh, I'd, I'd fuck her. And then the other guy's like, yeah, mm. I'd totally fuck her. But, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't walk down, you know, 8th Avenue with, with a black woman on my arm, you know. Oh, maybe the only other Me Too stuff as well is, is at the fair, they talk about 
that some urban myths about uh, oh, yeah. whether whether uh, black men go down on women and there was something yep. about white men having small penises, which mm. I wouldn't know anything about. So, <laughs> All right. Is it true that black men don't like to go down on women? <laughs> Come on, you heard that, right? <laughs> no, don't tell no, me you didn't hear no, that. no, no, untruth, untruth, untruth. That's just like white boys have little mini frosted weedies dicks. <laughs> Why? Is that true? It's not true. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's not. It's a myth. I think. But anyway, the Me Too meter. I, I think it's. I think it's pretty low. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. Well, what? No, no. Hang on, hang on. What about the power dynamics here? Because Wesley Snipes is oh, yeah. with his subordinate. You know. No, but true. intersectionality would say that it doesn't matter because he's black and she's, black and she's white. right. <laughs> it depends on your politics. Do you like that they brought up Paula Abdul? Yeah. Yeah. I did. That was nice. You know, she's still around. That's right. Still around. <laughs> well, um, look, I think we should probably wrap it up. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed Black History Month, our first uh, installment. Now, I think we should we'll pivot away from something so serious next week. So there's two options. We could do Pam Greer... In coffee, Ooh. which is which is a famous black exploitation film she did, or we could do um, a film called uh, uh, Blackula. We're not we're not going to do the Waynes Brothers. Oh shit! I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> would be great. <laughs> that would be great. AJ, we would, would love that movie. So we'll that, uh, the cycles out. That's a, a spoof movie they did, like a Naked Gun style <laughs> one about. Yes. Um, um, exploitation movies but for, well actually to get ready for that maybe we should watch coffee okay all right let's do it we'll do it watch coffee and then um and i do assure the people uh who voted for poison ivy that it is coming so. mm. huh? okay well we said what we said yeah we said what we said aj we said what we said <laughs> oh is this the one is this the one that they'll get us for or? yeah astro's been pretty offensive oh <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, (laughs) until next time, longer than your flesh. Longer than your flesh. Fucking festy. He liked that money.